There are angels hovering round. There are angels hovering round. There are angels hovering round. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, Amen. Happy Epiphany. Our gospel today is one of the most well-known and beloved stories in Scripture. We read it each year on this particular feast day, and we try to glean from it a new sense of how God is revealing God's self and God's love and God's purpose for our lives still today. Most often you will hear sermons that focus on the three kings, we use the three kings as symbols of God's expansive love and underscore that the visit of these magi represents the many cultures and lands that God will touch through the love of Jesus the Christ. But there is another story woven into the text this morning, one that I think calls to us here as a community of faith one that may invite us into a deeper conversation about Trinity's future and the path we seem to be choosing for the days ahead together. But before we enter that other story, I want to set the context by offering, perhaps once again, the well-known Robert Frost poem, The Road Not Taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, be one traveler, long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I marked the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. All right, now sit back, it's story time. It's time to listen for the story within the story that we just heard in the gospel. And this is a story of not three kings, but two kings. The first king lived in a lavish palace and was surrounded by advisors and scribes and servants. His kingdom grew as his armies conquered and captured people of other lands. He built great fortresses, waterways, and theaters. The people in his kingdom called him Herod the Great, but the Roman authorities elsewhere in the empire simply called him by his nickname, king of the Jews. The second king. The second king lived in a small rural hillside 
not very far away. His birth in a manger drew shepherds from their flocks and angels from heaven. We met him recently as an infant, small and vulnerable. And yet from the beginning, something in this baby was different. The story of his birth marked a moment of hope and pointed us towards the potential of God's coming reign. His family called him Jesus, but the angel Gabriel, upon appearing to Mary, his mother, had called him also king of the Jews. So this is the story of two kings, one who ruled by fear and one who ruled by love. One who had embodied tyranny and the other compassion. One whose leadership was based in the authority of empire, the other in the authority of a God of love and reconciliation and compassion and justice. For this is a story of two kings. Matthew's gospel tells us about both kings. When the Magi from the east come to King Herod, telling him about a star rising on the horizon and the birth of an infant king, the Gospel of Matthew tells us that Herod was frightened. He quickly devises a plot to kill that child, asking the Magi to go and find the baby and tell him where it is. He lies to them saying that he wishes to worship this king of the Jews. The truth is, he wants to keep that title for himself, and he will go to any length to keep it. The story of the Magi themselves is one that has been altered and adapted throughout history. While we know of them as the figures in our nativity scenes, three men often seen as representations of Gentile communities from the East, Matthew actually, if you were listening carefully, provides absolutely no distinguishing characteristics whatsoever in the gospel. He says that they are from the East. That's it. He doesn't even tell us there were three. We've just made that up. Only that there seems to be more than one. They have been watching the sky, and when a star appears and begins to move, they leave their communities to follow it. They enter a foreign land, looking for the Messiah whose birth is announced by this strange celestial symbol. They, like the shepherds in the field, are watchers, and with their eyes glued to the horizon, they begin a long journey. But remember, this is a story of two kings, the ancient world celebrated power much in the same way that we do today, it seems. Herod's kingship, his political authority, was confirmed and accepted not only by the Roman state, but also by all of his own subjects. His influence was a worldly one, and both of the names that he was given, Herod the Great and King of the Jews, illustrate how truly powerful he was back in the day. He was a rich man, and that was the symbol of success. But Herod was a tyrant, and he was the very type of king that Jesus would warn about throughout his adult ministry. Herod was a symbol of the principalities and powers 
that the coming reign of God was meant to subvert and change and undermine. Ultimately, the Magi then had to make a choice. The Magi had to make a choice between two kings. Ultimately, the Magi had to decide what road to take when it came time to leave their visit. Their instructions were to go back to Herod and make a full report. But here, Matthew gives us one of the most beautiful and simple verses, I think, in the entire passage. After the Magi come to worship the child Jesus and present him with their not very useful, truth be told, but important gifts, we are told that, quote, they left for their own country by another road. The Magi, it seems to me, took the road less traveled. And that has, for all of eternity, truly made the difference. So powerful was that first vision of Christ, the incarnate God that we celebrate in the Epiphany, that the Magi somehow altered their entire course. Rather than do as they were instructed and go back to Herod, to the king whose power was affirmed by the empire, they quietly chose another route, another direction for their lives. What did they have to risk to reject that power and prestige of the ruling world? How were they changed as they made the decision to embrace the vulnerable, indescribable love of a baby? This is a story of two kings. But it's not just a story of two kings, is it? Isn't it also a story about, perhaps, and certainly for us? Isn't it a story when seen through the filter of the road not taken, an invitation to remember that we have choices? We have choices about who and how we live as Christians. We are at an important crossroads here at Trinity as we begin this next year of ministry together. In many ways, I think we too will be asked time and time again which king we want to follow. How will we make choices in this ministry together? What will we be willing to risk in order to embrace the God who is calling us to maybe the road less traveled. My prayer for us in this season of Epiphany is that we will seek out ways to more, move more deeply into being faithful disciples and followers of the King of Love. There is no shortage of how we might do that. Here are a few just off the top of my head. After church, go back back to the back of the sanctuary and sign up for one of the four pop-up dinners. Go to another member's home and break bread. Sit next to someone maybe new and listen to their story and get to know who the King of Love is in their lives. Spend some time downstairs in Next to New. Our new manager, Lindsay Miller, will be happy to welcome you and Mary and all the wonderful volunteers Know that time in next to new is all about following the king of love. 
Help out any Sunday morning at 9 o'clock upstairs for our free community breakfast that continues to push us out of our comfort zones and welcome people who are simply hungry, literally hungry, and we, spiritually hungry as well, meet those needs and get so much more out of that experience than we ever offer in a plate of hot food. Join the choir. Join a committee. Volunteer on a guild. Come into the office and stuff some bulletins. For you see each and every one of these invitations, large and small, is an invitation to the road less traveled, the road that is already paved for us by the King of Love. And every day we are just like the Magi, standing at the foot of this manger, deciding which route to take, which king to worship, and how we want to get ourselves home. May these days be embraced and unwrapped as gifts from God. May we trust that the road not taken will reveal a new path for the gift of new life. And may we have the courage to let go of anything that keeps us from choosing that king of love, that king of peace. And finally, may we offer all that we have, all that we are on this journey. For that, my friends, will make all the difference. Happy New Year. Happy Epiphany. May it be.